Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Orizo Chandelier from Progress Lighting. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Sorry, I was just practicing starting DC On Screen, episode 501. <laughs> oh. Well played. To let everyone in, I was just I was just talking to Dave about these uh, like the insufferable instructional videos where somebody's like doing something and then uh, yeah. it fades in and they're like, "Oh hi, I didn't see you there." <laughs> I was Welcome just practicing DC. my backstroke. <laughs> Welcome into DC on screen episode five hundred one. I'm your host David C. Robertson. This is my co-host Jason Goss, and I didn't recognize the three cameras staring me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i hate those too as soon as you started talking about it though i was like oh i'm i'm totally starting the show i want to start way. this yeah yeah i feel you it's well played <laughs> oh man why weren't we around last week what happened uh last week we both got cross-scheduled and couldn't make it happen that's right and then this wednesday we were going to record and i got sick like i could barely speak so which that worked out because then they did the DC Universe drop, and I was like, "Oh, hey, they did that thing." Okay, so now we have more stuff so we'll be, to hurt Dave's we'll throat with. Of, yeah, we'll be talking about it today, and my throat's still not okay. So, you know, if you hear, I, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call it—a throat clearing—is that the the proper terminology for it? I hope I don't, so. I don't know. I hope it's not anything worse than that. Or a weird uh, clacking noise. It's probably just a lozenge, you know, in my mouth. Mm. So that I won't go into a coughing fit. Yeah, just a lung complaining to another lung. <laughs> you think we're going to make it? I don't know if we're going to make it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you'd like to join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash DC on screen podcast. And if you'd like to vo- send us a voicemail, 205-259-6331. And uh, just to clarify we might go back we'll probably go back and 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 read some of these on the air but uh, a lot of people sent us a a lot of really nice messages on uh, social media congratulating us on our 500th episode last uh last time (laughs) two weeks ago (laughs) a fortnight ago (laughs) and uh i'm not getting to him today we're just gonna do the news for now thank you very much (laughs) but thank you so much all right. Uh, so, did you see that the uh, that Aquaman? They're starting to we're starting to get test screening reactions. Um, no. Also, I I saw very little this mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. I have been super busy. Um, yeah, and haven't gotten to look up very much at all. So, a lot of everything you're going to say is going to be news to me completely. All right. Well, so, I'll just act like you haven't heard it. Even then, then. my initial reaction is, <laughs> oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> Well, like, look, you know, not, to me, they don't mean a whole lot, but uh, it's kind of funny, I guess. Um, 
Casey Walsh of uh, Geeks Worldwide says Aquaman is a phase one MCU film through and through. So if you liked those, you'll love it. If you didn't, you probably won't get much enjoyment out of Aquaman. <laughs> I can't I can't tell if that's excitement or shade. I don't yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so hard to tell these days. That's that's something you could say like with a smile or with a, a very dry monotone voice and it would sound mm-hmm. equally fitting. Steve Weintraub over of Collider says uh <laughs> Guess which superhero upcoming superhero movie test screen last night in the San Fernando Valley? Heard good things. So that's oh, great. promising, I guess. Oh, sure. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> I mean, Christopher Marcus. I what do you expect? Like somebody's going to come out of the theater and just say, like, I will drown myself in honor of this cinematic achievement. Right. Well, you know, that would be optimal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's Sujihara uh, that says that. Oh, God. Christopher Marcus of Omega Underground says, I hear it's good, not great, and that's all we can hope for in the end. I'll take it. <laughs> like, what is wrong with these people? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the food, the food's okay. It's fine. I mean, I, I only found, like, a couple of ants on it. It was better than the right. last time. I mean, like... Uh, like, the corn on the cob wasn't completely frozen, so that's something. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> and this time, the sweet tea wasn't made from used coffee grounds, so we're really, mm-hmm. I think, it's a step up. And look, I mean, I'm not expecting any of these things to be great. I I usually try to expect the worst, so if it's good, it will be, you know. <laughs> yeah, these people are helping you out a lot. Fantastic. You know. Well, I mean, I, I justify that, that mentality because Batman taught me that. Yeah. Prepare for the worst. Yeah, it's true. And traditionally the uh like the the screening news coming out from blah blah blah, it's been like, "Oh my god, people were just exploding in the theater just watching it. Like they could barely contain mm-hmm. themselves." An yeah. angel lifted one person straight out of his seat and took him to heaven. He was so elated. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and that angel had the face of James Wan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we've kind of actually gotten before. Oh, it's the greatest, it's going to rewrite comic book films, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, like, I don't know. They were pretty high expectations before coming out of these screening reports. So Maybe this is an improvement yeah. in certain ways. <laughs> I love this, this screening report in general can be summed up as manage your expectations. Yeah, that's what I prefer. Yeah. yeah. Over, you know, Suicide Squad sodomized me with a strap on and I loved it. Yes, I learned things about myself. <laughs> <laughs> there's no judgment here there's no judgment anywhere i'm finally free <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so uh i'm gonna move on to wonder woman 1984 mm-hmm. and um i won't say a whole lot about it but you know pedro pascal uh had quickly posted a picture and it was a personal picture of uh, the Wonder Woman 84 cast uh, doing the uh, Breakfast Breakfast Club uh, uh, pose. And everyone just, you know, started, as if on command, just shitting all over Wonder Woman 84, saying they're already sick of it. They're saying they're not original. They're showing other movies that did that. You, you know what? It's an iconic movie. It's set, it, like, it, Wonder Woman is, this new Wonder Woman movie is set in 84. And also, it was not put out there for you. The guy just wanted to play with a, a filter on Instagram, dude. Ugh. That's amazing. Assholes. <laughs> it cracks me up that like but, some um, of these people act like that was a like a studio production, like a bunch of effort went into it, and they they all really sat around and researched, like went back and had maybe a team of people look back and be like, "Well, is this is this the right idea? Is this what people want right now? I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Should we green light this photo or not? No one, no, no." No, somebody had like five minutes and there was probably some people setting up and they were like, cool, hey, you know what would be funny? And they put it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't even really mean to put it out. Like, he was just playing with it on Instagram because he wanted to save it for himself, apparently. Oh, from what wonderful. I understand. But I didn't really look too too deeply into that story because it just annoyed me. I just want to complain about it quickly. The thing is, like, it, it should be, <laughs> like, the story should be Wonder Woman set appears to be having fun on set. Or, right. Or crew appears to be having fun on set. Like, that... I don't know. That, to me, that's the story. Hey, those guys are having fun. Good for them. Mm-hmm. So, uh... I would love to think that they were forced in. into that and it was not fun. That's a whole different situation, though. 
Like I think I would prefer it if they were forced into it. Like gun to the that head. Would be fun. Get in the pose. Get in the pose right now. I want a I want a short video of that. That's what I want. Now. <laughs> Don't smile, but in a way that makes it seem like you're having fun. <laughs> so the big news out of Wonder Woman 84 is that Hans Zimmer is coming back to score it. Yeah. I thought you'd be more excited about that, man. I mean, I am, but... You don't sound excited. <laughs> it's about as excited as I can get. Okay. I do like the guy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, not, you know... Not trying to get all Aquaman, you know, screening shady here. Right. But I, 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 I do really like the guy. Yeah. I just got annoyed uh, by, know. like, he's coming out of retirement for so-and-so. Like, he's been working on Dark Phoenix for how long now? I mean, you know, he said he was... Going into retirement from superhero movies, and then Justice League uh, passed, and he was like, "All right, I'm I'm back. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go do Dark Phoenix and or Phoenix Saga or whatever the hell they're calling it, because who knows if it'll even ever come out. And uh, I guess it will. Now he's coming back for Wonder Woman '84, which I'm I'm great. I'm great with. That's fine. I've come to like Hans a lot more than I initially did. You know, for anyone who's going back and listening to our old reviews and going. But wait, you said you didn't like Hans Zimmer. That's right. I changed my mind. <laughs> That's right. I come around. I grow as a person. What of it? <laughs> if not grow, I change. And that's human. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to move over to Joker. Uh, my Lord, man, this Alec Baldwin thing. Have you kept up with this at all? Have you Were you, were you even aware of it? I, I, all right. I've, I've I, had few chances. I know you were busy. I've had few chances to look at stuff this particular week mm-hmm. or set of weeks now. But I, I looked at one website, and on the same page, it was Alec Baldwin to play Thomas Wayne. Alec Baldwin won't be playing Thomas Wayne. <laughs> like, I didn't even have to scroll. Oh, man. It was, it, it was uh, one kind of those of a, situations, what? man. Oh. It's like Deadline reported that Alec Baldwin was joining the cast, and then, uh, you know, they were saying that he was going to be Thomas Wayne. And um, then some, I can't remember who it was. I really can't. I didn't have time to find the actual person who said it. Like none of the websites were saying who said it, but it basically came out that he was playing Thomas Wayne as quote, a cheesy and tanned businessman who is more in the mold of 1980s Donald Trump. Um, And that kind of blew up on them. And then Alec Baldwin came out and said, let me state for the record that I have not been hired to play a role in Todd Phillips Joker as some uh, Donald Trump uh, Monkey. That is not happening. Not happening. And um, then, like, the day after, Baldwin says, oh, I'm I'm no longer doing that movie. Mm -hmm. And he claimed it was uh, scheduling issues and says, I'm sure there are 25 other guys who can play that part. You know what? I think he, just over that one little, like, clickbait rumor that he was doing like Donald Trump. I think he got so much shit that he was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Honestly, I'm fine with like, that theory. Baldwin is Baldwin doesn't suffer fools kindly. No. Um, <laughs> and also something that cracks me up about the original rumor was like, it's a 1980s Donald Trump. And I'm like, well, you know, you realize Trump was alive in the 80s, and I remember being more subdued at the time. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the guy Baldwin's making fun of now. Not quite. So, uh, phrasing is my issue there. But right. But still, uh, yeah, I, I can completely buy that. If you're... If Let you're, us remember... <laughs> Let us remember that 80s Donald Trump is the guy who came out and greeted Bobby Brown in a Ghostbusters music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, different times. The um, yeah, like he. If if you're Alec Baldwin, like you, you don't want to just take your like SNL character to the to the screen. And if that's what it's being pitched as, there's no win for you. Yeah, there, there's no way you walk into this movie that's supposed to be a pretty serious take and like a low budget serious. Let's do this and yeah. play your SNL character. You're out. You're done. It's over. As and, soon as know, someone as makes they... that connection, it's out. And it's still gonna as... like. They're going to have to make changes now, I think, in the on the back end of how they're portraying that thing. Like, they can't they do might. a version of that now because it'll be like, oh, we heard about that. Well, I was thinking, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, shit, that's going to be from Joker's perspective, though. <laughs> that would be fine. I, I would like that. Right? And they even had pictures uh, recently of uh, Joaquin Phoenix. They didn't put it out. Like, somebody took pictures of Joaquin Phoenix just walking down the street. He is so rail thin dude like he has lost weight for this role awesome 
He looks sick. Awesome. And I am so excited. He looks like he did in the master, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about this that. Is, this is the thing I Mike. actually really hoped for when I, when we when it was final. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, that was what I was frustrated about for a long time. Is oh maybe maybe not. I don't know. I I didn't know. I do I need to care about this nut job or not? But if I do, <laughs> then let that nut job go crazy on this movie. Yeah. Now I don't know what this means because mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of these movies here. But uh, Joker, the Joker origin movie is uh, reportedly going to be scored by uh, Hildur uh, Gudnadottir. I'm gonna. I, I know I've butchered that name. Um, but very she scored. Uh, yeah, I think she's Icelandic. Maybe mm. I think that's what I heard. I'm not sure. But um, she scored uh, Sicario Day of the Soldado. Uh, Soldado. I can't say that name. What was wrong with me? Like why? Why can I not say words, Jason? They're not words you've performed before. <laughs> uh, did the score for Mary Magdalene uh, was a cellist for the prisoners, uh, Revenant, uh, Arrival. I, I haven't seen any of this stuff. Mm-mm. So Even I, the Revenant. I, was the Revenant, right? That's what she said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Revenant. I know that was big. I haven't seen it. I know the Revenant and Arrival was big. I know the first Sicario Arrival, was big. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know there was a Heard sequel. wonderful things about Arrival. It's, there's so much. There's so many movies that like I, mm-hmm. I hear great things about, and it's just oh god. There's so many things we're supposed to be watching right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, Umberto Gonzalez, our deeper. buddy over there, I say our buddy sarcastically. He doesn't know who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, says that Todd Phillips' Joker movie begins production in two weeks, and that would uh, he he posted on the 27th, so that would be around September 10th, and that fits in with the other rumors we've heard about when it would be coming out. I meant coming out, but start uh, stepping out, <laughs> getting out. Man, I've got so much moss in my brain, dude. Mm-hmm. That fits in with the rumors about when the uh, production would start mm-hmm. in early fall. Now, I loved this. Joaquin Phoenix was talking to IndieWire, and they asked if he felt pressure to con uh, to conform to the fan expectations. <laughs> and he says, "I could care less." I don't really think that much about what people think. Who cares? Who cares? My approach to every movie is the same. What I'm interested in is the filmmaker and the idea of the character. All right. That, that, I, I feel like that fits the Joker very well. Right? Now, there's, there are some, uh, reports over here that Oscar Isaac, uh, who's Poe in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, who's, uh, in Ex Machina, Annihilation, and Sud Lewin Davis, and, you know, also, you know, Apocalypse. Next Men Apocalypse. Apparently, he's quote very interested in some quote undisclosed role uh, that he's met with WB over. A lot of people are saying is you know Batman. I kind of don't really. I, he's never impressed upon me anything of if that I would be interested in. I don't. I I don't even recognize the name. <laughs> he was Apocalypse in Next Men Apocalypse. Do you do you remember that? Oh, that guy. Yeah. No. I, I don't want him anywhere near it. I don't get, no. I don't care. I don't like the guy. He's never been interesting or or good to me. I, he might be. I don't know. I'm sure I'll get a lot of shit for it for saying that. But I, I mean, I'm with you. I don't I don't think I've ever. I don't know. Let me see. Huh. I mean, and to be fair, you know, we don't know what role this is. He might come in and be Harvey Dent or something, knocking out of the park. It could be you know Mario Falcone. He could be you know a lot of people are saying he's going to be Batman, a young Batman. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I've seen him a few things, and I've never cared. All right, I haven't disliked I'm him. Just, I'm just to be fair, going down the IMDb here. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> and I don't even. It's nothing against him. I just I don't I don't know him. Yeah, like I said, seen him in Star Wars and a that's, few other that's things. Really about it. Um. It's all I can actually remember him from. Although, apparently he was in Sucker Punch, so that's funny. Yeah, I don't remember him at all in that. I think that's I, that's what I'm saying, is like, I just don't... I got nothing. Could be the greatest actor he's of just, all time. I, I have... I don't know. I don't I don't know him well enough. Yeah, he's just a blank slate to me. Yeah, but... Like, it, it, I mean, you, you look at his picture, though, and I think he could fill out a cowl pretty well. He could. Mm. I don't want to... Uh, don't want to diminish him there. He's got the he's got the right jaw for it, you know. Everyone was very excited for him to play Apocalypse. I you know I don't remember really what he did. That was not a good movie. I 
<laughs> I, I thankfully don't remember much of that movie at all. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to get into some DC TV news. And uh, I don't know. If you uh, want to stick around and listen to us talk about DC TV, we're not going to get super spoilery on anything in particular. But if you don't, you know, keep some DC on your screen, man. I don't know. Facebook.com slash group slash DC on screen podcast. Voicemail 205-259-6331. And uh, they announced this DC Daily thing that's going to be taking the place of DC All Access. Mm-hmm. And the co-hosts are going to be John Barrowman, who showed up on the, the first episode there, the, the big inaugural episode. Nice. Sam Levine, Harley Quinn Smith is going to be there. Uh, Sam Humphreys. Harley Quinn Smith, based on what I saw, like, she seemed so weird and shy. Like, I'm not even sure how she's going to do this thing. But I felt bad for her. I was like, um, gosh. She just seems really, really awkward and shy about it all. Maybe she'll fill out, you know. I definitely haven't had time to watch that, but. Yeah, that was was like two and a half hours. And you, it's not worth watching, honestly. Um. She'll figure it out, though. I'll get, I'll get to why, though. Uh. Also including uh, other co-hosts, Hector Navarro, which people were really pissed off about. Apparently, he was really anti-DCEU. Mm. I don't know. Uh, Clark Wolf, Brian Tong, Rakia McCarty, and uh, John Coronas. And um, Tiffany Smith is going to be there as the news anchor. They're going to do like, – their format is going to include headlines – a rundown of daily news briefs, reports, a single topic segment that may feature an in-depth interview or deep dive into an upcoming book, film, or series, and talk, a panel discussion including in-depth analysis about today's hottest topics and news, mm-hmm. which will be exclusively available only to the DC Universe members via the service. Uh, the first episode was hosted by Kevin Smith. Uh, Jim Lee was on there. Greg Capullo was on there. Uh, like I said, John Barrowman. John Barrowman bought like uh, brought like action figures and stuff that he collects and comics and stuff. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But there there wasn't a whole lot to it. Like Greg Capullo displayed the the uh, the comic reader section of the site or slash service. It was kind of formatted like one of those late night faux talk shows that hawk multivitamins and energy restoration superfood <laughs> cocktails. You know, like you only pay shipping, folks. Uh, that's what it was because it was they was talk for a minute and act really excited about stuff that they've been saying for months, right. and then Kevin Smith would be like, "Take a look at this right here," and it was like the same commercial over and over again. <laughs> oh, for DC Universe, it was kind of rough. But the bit, out of the two and a half hours of wasted time, we uh, we did get a few. <laughs> key pieces of information: one, that DC Universe launches September fifteenth. Uh, to Jim Lee and Jim Lee confirmed that they will be adapting Alan Moore's The Anatomy Lesson for the show Swamp Thing, Ooh. which I'm excited about. Uh, that's the big uh, that's saga of Swamp Thing uh, number 21. That's Alan Moore revealing the Swamp Thing. He's like rewriting the Swamp Thing story. Like Swamp Thing is not Alec Holland. He's a, a pile of plants that merely thought he was Alec Holland. Um, <laughs> so that's essential. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, we did. We saw the comic reader on DC Universe. Um, somebody asked us about that in the uh, in our group, in the DC on screen group. And um, Scott of Squadcast answered. I think it was you. Yeah, maybe it was no, you. I asked. asked about the comic reader. I was wondering yeah. if someone else did, but no, I asked. Yeah, no, it was you. Yeah, and uh, Scott Scott said it was like the comicsology reader, and it totally was. Like that is exactly what it was like, pretty much. Um, and they do. revealed some cool, yeah, they revealed some cool character posters for the Titans show and a logo for Stargirl. That was pretty much the new stuff. I, I was surprised with how little they gave us oh, for all I'm, of that. I'm not surprised. I like, I'm surprised at the length of that. I thought it'd be an hour. Mm-hmm. I really did think we had an hour uh, on that. That was mm-hmm. it. And I did not expect like, a, I, I, I don't know. I, there weren't going to be trailer drops and all this other crap. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Dragon Con this was weekend be tra- in Atlanta, and I have more expectations yeah. there. I didn't think it was going to be like trailer drops. They're, they actually are doing like a, a, a uh, no, not for Dragon Con. They're, they're doing a, I think it was a sneak peek at uh, Titans um, in New York mm-hmm. in a few weeks. Cool. Anyway, Titans actually debuts Friday, October 12th, so it's it'll be soon that they show the little sneak peek. It is nigh. Mm-hmm. 
Mighty uh, nine. They confirmed. Jim Lee also talked about this briefly, but it was already out there con- confirmed uh, that Doom Patrol has cast uh, Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. He's going to provide the voice. And um, I'm going to give you my live reaction to reading that one because I did read that one. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just trying to recreate that as much as I could. I read it. I woke up and read it. I read it and I went, hmm, cool. <laughs> I went back to sleep. Um, which I never cared about Brendan Fraser, like, at all. Like, 0%. Actually, I think he was a little in the negative until until Scrubs. Yeah, Scrubs was huge for him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't give a crap about the mummy or, you know, whatever, Blast of the Past. It was kind of a fun movie, but whatever. Yeah, it was just kind of but, a uh, big movie guy yeah. for a second. But, um, yeah. Just a popcorn guy for a second. But, yeah, the, the, the Scrubs stuff, he had some depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just going to be the voice, and he's going to provide... Um, He's actually going to play him in Cliff Steele in the flashbacks. But uh, Riley, Riley uh, Shanahan is going to be the physical performance of the character in full body costume. Now, weirdly, though, and this is now twice that they've done this, Fraser is going to be taking over from Jake Michaels, who play, who's going to be playing the character on Titans. Hmm. And Kelsey Grammer is taking over. I can't remember who they have to play him. Niles Calder, Dr. Niles Calder in Titans. But Kelsey Grammer is, is replacing that dude, Niles Calder. So <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're like recasting a bunch of people. But yeah, mm, it's weird. I'm gonna go. I with am excited that Alan Tudyk in general. Alan Tudyk is playing Mr. Nobody, See? the main villain. That's amazing. Yeah, that's Mr. Hmm? That's just amazing. It is, and, and Mr. Nobody is a dude who. Yeah, I, d- I doubt it'll be from like Nazis in this version because it's set in modern day. But this is Mr. Nobody is a dude who was experimented on, uh, emerged from those experiments as a living shadow with the ability to drain people's sanity. I I, I can't think of anyone better to be this character. Alan Tudyk is just fantastic, and yeah, a lot of most people know him as Wash on Firefly, but. He was fantastic in Dollhouse. I love him as a villain more than anything. Uh, you and I have, for a long time, wanted to see what his Joker would be like, and maybe this is going to mm-hmm. be close. I want to see what his Joker would be like. I want to see what his Booster Gold would be like. I, I, oh, I just yeah. I love the dude and love to see him anywhere. Yeah. God, that is uh, CW announced CW announced the, the dates for their three-night crossover, and um, Flash is going to kick it off Sunday, December 9th. Arrow on Monday, December 10th, and then it's going to conclude with Supergirl on Tuesday, December 11th. Uh, I saw a lot of people online kind of kicking around, like, I don't know, somewhat conspiracy theories or something. about like, oh, why would they change the... I mean, uh, they probably just have a certain sequence they want to tell it in. Like, I can't think of any other reason. Like, I don't, I don't see, like, any kind of real weird conspiracy there. About the order of it? I mean... Yeah, because they're going to play The Flash on Sunday night, and Supergirl's supposed to be on Sunday night. Yeah. You know, like, they're just kind of switching up what nights they play, and I'm like... Well, Didn't they do that before with Arrow, this? where he switched to another night for the crossover? Yeah, but he was, you know, Thursday night. They couldn't have, like, they couldn't skip a night and then have, like, a random piece in there. I know, I'm just saying it's end. precedented you know. that you can... Absolutely. You could do that. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's also going from a, a four to a three, right? Yeah. I think that gives them more play, to be honest. Yeah, they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Well, it, it they, have, they have all the play. You know what gives them all the play? They they're running the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But like scheduling that, even with everyone shooting in Vancouver mm-hmm. simultaneously, like it it it's hard. It's hard to do. Like uh, I've, you know, weirdly, the, I've heard people talking about the like the production schedules for the crossovers, and like they describe it like someone describing um, you know being in a foxhole in the middle of a war kind of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. it's hard to do. Hard to get everybody where they need to be, and you know, properly lighted, and let's hit it and go and action. But you know, cut it down to three. We're introducing some new characters. We're going to bring people in. Yeah, it'd be a big deal. Mm-hmm. More play for that. And I'm such a weirdo. My favorite, I think, my favorite part of the crossovers have now been watching how everyone's hair gets funky on shows that they're not usually on. <laughs> You're like, oh, look, <laughs> they don't, they don't know what Barry does with his hair usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barry usually gets the the brunt of it. <laughs> nice. He gets some kind of weird Captain Kirk swoosh or something. Anyway, I'm excited. That, but I believe you. T- 
Tyler, it, it actually, it's really just a lot flatter than it is and a little off to the side more than it is. It's just weird looking. I think I, I remember know. you complaining that oh. it was like, who was doing Felicity's hair? No, it was you and my <laughs> yeah. wife complaining about like, who was... Because that was not the same a minute ago. Yeah. I think you actually I, said oh, the girl, words like, she ain't that fancy. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> Someone did, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited, though. Tyler Hecklin's Superman is going to be in all three Arrowverse crossover episodes this year. Fantastic. Because um, they Lois literally had to be write him out of the previous one. Mm-hmm. Lois Lane is going to be in two of them. Uh, looks like she's going to be in the Flash and Supergirl episodes. And um, she's being uh, described, rumored and described. They're, they're looking for a Caucasian woman in her early 30s. Describes the character as the daughter of U.S. General Sam Lane. No kidding. Sure. Lois is a tenacious, righteous, and stubborn reporter who will go to any length to get the story and almost never fails. Yep, that sounds like Lois. Mm -hmm. So, I'm excited. Like, Grant Gustin confirmed Flash and Superman have scenes together. I'm excited to see the crossover this uh, this year. I'm always excited to see the crossover, though. Um, Over in the Flash, America's Got Talent contestant uh, Troy James has been cast as Peter Merkel, the ragdoll. They're describing him as an incredibly emotional damage, emotionally damaged criminal who has the power to bend out of shape and fit his whole body into small spaces. As he is enjoying his criminal activities, Team Flash will be challenged by the ragdoll in shocking ways as his sick plan is revealed. That sounds creepy and cool. I like the idea of the character over in He's going to get inside comics. the elongated man. <laughs> yeah. Over in the comics, he was a carnival contortionist. With triple jointedness, and uh, he would uh, he would hide out in giant rag dolls and then rob stores and different establishments. Mm-hmm. Then um, later on, his son adopted the mantle and was in a Gail Simone Secret Six uh, book. But yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm down. I'm cool with it. I, mm-hmm. I I like weird villains. I like the weird villains and. Creepy villain, creepy and weird is even better. Yeah, and oh, long ago had they done Murmur better. Yeah, Murmur could have been done better, but for a long time, like when they've brought up somebody that's, like, why would you do that? For the most <laughs> yeah. part, I, I, I've just gotten to trust, especially Flash, mm-hmm. except for Geomancer. <laughs> we all know what a debacle that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a forgettable villain. I don't know why we forget him. Probably because he was so bad. He was. I mean, so why we bad. remember him. Like, once so again, I, I apologize, guys. My brain is real foggy. <laughs> so it looks like they're going to be bringing in Caitlin's dad into the Flash, Dr. Thomas Snow. They're describing him as a Caucasian male in his 50s. Dr. Snow is an inc- extremely intelligent geneticist who has been MIA for a few decades. As he returns to Central City, Dr. Snow will do his best to make up for lost time with his daughter, Caitlin, and his wife, Carla. But what they don't know about Thomas is that he is keeping a big and mysterious secret. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see more of Caitlyn's story, man. I like more. Of I want to know why story, she was like a. It just feels like she, she, has she was a baby frost. Parents. Yeah, I want to know why she was a baby frost though. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, sad news for me, man. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've replaced Brent Spiner on Supergirl. Like oh, Brent Spiner, who no. played Data on Next Generation. That's sad news for us. Yeah, I did see Brent that Spiner one. Was that was saddening. Data on Star Trek: The Next Generation. He'd been cast as the vice president, but he had a family emergency. He had to pull out. So they, they hired Bruce Boxleitner. Freaking Tron is replacing Data. So hmm. I, 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 <laughs> I'm I done with that. I like him too. I'm indifferent to the the fact that it's a recast <clears throat> or, or him being there. I don't really have any real feelings about that. I, but man, I was excited about Brent Spiner. But, you know. Yeah. Family first. Absolutely. I wonder if he ever finished his web series, Fresh Hell. That was actually pretty good. Mm. Did you ever catch that one? No, I, I did ca- catch like an episode. <clears throat> it was fantastic. Like, the premise was that he was Brent Spiner, but that he, there was some big unnamed uh, debacle, something that he said that like ousted him from all of the Hollywood circles. Right. <clears throat> and um, he would have like people from Next Generation on, like LeVar Burton was on. No, um, we watched some of that, I think. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a I fun show. I think it ended on a cliffhanger. I'm not sure if it ever finished. Anyway, Supergirl has also uh, recruited a guy you might know. Uh, he's from Almost Human, Anthony uh, Koenigke. 
You watched Almost Human. The British version. <laughs> I thought you watched both. No. <clears throat> All right. Well, he's he's going to be playing Agent Jensen, a DEO agent recruited by Alex who struggles to find his footing at the DEO. <laughs> Wait, Almost Human? No, yeah. no, I was thinking about being human. All right, Almost Human. What was his name? Oh, Anthony Konecki. Anthony Konecki. Ah, him. Him mm-hmm. from some role that I, I, I don't know, man. That, that was, he's pretty, I don't know. I got nothing on that. I did, I did watch Almost Human. I got nothing. <clears throat> yes, well, that's I'm, a face I probably saw. Uh, I'm weirdly excited about this. Over on Legends of, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, the new co-showrunner, Keto Shimizu, mm-hmm. uh, shared a, a picture of the episode titles for the first half of the season. He claims temporary titles. Therein lies truth. Mm-hmm. The titles were The Virgin Gary, Witch Hunt, Dancing Queen, Wet Hot American Bummer, <laughs> Tagumo Attacks, which, by the way, is on the actual script for that like that's the actual title so that's not a temporary title mm-hmm. then there are two that are redacted and the next one after that is someone's getting fired for this all right well played <laughs> well played and, uh, just a little bit just a little bit more man over on lucifer graham mctavish has been cast on lucifer um this is the cat who plays the Saint oh. of Killers on AMC's Preacher. Oh, I know who that one is. And on Lucifer, he's going to be playing Father Kinley, a kind, deeply empathetic, and revered priest who is profoundly committed to guarding his flock. That includes doing whatever it takes to keep mankind safe from evil, which does not bode well for a certain devil living in Los Angeles. And they've also cast Inbar Lavie as the first woman, Eve. Mm. I don't know, man. Ten episodes? Sounds like they're making good choices. The Graham McTavish in particular. Yeah, that's that's good call. God, he's yeah. God, he's been good on Preacher. A lot of people are excited about this. I haven't seen him. I don't know him. I don't know him from Adam. Wink. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been he's been good where I've seen him. I mean, I don't think I've actually seen him anywhere else, but on Preacher, he's been fantastic. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that bodes well for, for Lucifer, for sure. A guy at work was uh telling what well, telling my manager about all about Preacher, just like rattling off plot. And he just stops him once he's like and then in the second season he just stops him. He's like, Is this a show you expect me to watch? Well I mean I'm just trying to tell you it's cool. Dude, stop talking. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh, thank you. I like, I was trying so hard not to listen. It's like I haven't seen this. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Like uh, Preacher just finished uh, this week. Dear God, season three was fantastic. Well, I'll get to it one day. I mean, personal take. Season one, uh, amazing. Season two, uh, not quite that. Season three. All right, we're back now. Damn. Good. 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 Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think that's all I got, man. Gonna need, you got anything? Gonna need you. Gonna need you to dig into preacher at some point, Betty. I need. <laughs> I need that from you. Oh man, come on! Tell tell Marvel or somebody to cancel something. <laughs> you know how far behind I am. I know. I haven't seen Jessica Jones season Hell, two. The, the Runaways has season two coming. I, I haven't seen Luke Cage. I haven't seen Inhumans. I have no intention of watching Iron Fist season two for. Uh, the foreseeable future. I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. I haven't... <laughs> I, I haven't seen Cloak and Dagger. I was excited about Cloak and Dagger. You, I haven't seen it. I have seen that. It it, it, it is actually pretty damn good. No. Yeah. So, I just can't bring myself to do it. I look at it and I go, I can't do it. I don't do know it. how, but I've literally seen everything you just said. I don't know. And some of the stuff that haunts me is like, oh, God. I meant to use this summer to try to get around to like Stranger Things. Stranger Things season two or something. I, I did watch that. I have not managed it. Yeah, after the yeah, I I eschewed all superheroes and just went for all the other genre shows I wanted to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't really excited about Jessica Jones, and I was kind of excited about Luke Cage, but not enough to watch it. And I can't watch it anyway until I see Jessica Jones. So it, it, I mean, 
It's a lot too. I mean, those are yeah. uh, like forty-eight to fifty-four minute episodes a piece. Yeah, they're a lot. They're beasts. They're a lot to get through. They are beasts. So, hmm. I hear rumors, you know, about how they might do a Colleen Wing and Misty Knight show, and how they might do a, you know, insert whatever. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of that. I haven't even seen the trailer for Iron Fist 2. I am so disinterested in Iron Fist after season 1, like I don't even know what to do. Like I don't even know how to con- how, how how to conduct myself <laughs> as an in- as a person. <laughs> like people bring up Iron Fist and I'm a uh, season 2. Oh, it was a trailer. I'm like <laughs> like I don't even speak English. It's just blah, blah, blah. Hey, <laughs> They've done this well though. What got me interested in it was uh in Season two of Luke Cage, he does show up, and it, it kind of got me interested in the character again. Do they do a little Heroes for Hire? Mm, there's a mention. <laughs> That's like the most pathetic response I've ever heard from you. <sighs> they didn't do like Heroes for Hire. <laughs> but that's what you're wanting from Defenders. Like, uh, uh, there's, uh, there's a nod. <clears throat> you know what I wanted from Defenders? Anything but what they gave us. I don't even, I it was like, how did you manage to be more boring than almost everything? Just like that. Uh, it was better than Iron Fist, but I think Iron Fist was so bad that it's like, they started defenders out on the wrong foot by showing me Danny right up front. I went, oh, that's <laughs> and, and then my heart was sunk for the rest. I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. I, I watched all eight really episodes. Was. I mean, there were and some. I'm trying to. There were some really cool scenes in there, but like, it yeah, seemed like sure. they clearly had not found. Uh, they they hadn't figured out where those how those characters were supposed to interact yet. That that they weren't they weren't there yet. I don't know. It it just it didn't work. Yeah, and you know I, I've heard people say like, oh, you gotta you gotta treat Iron Fist season two because they gotta have they have a new showrunner apparently. I don't know, and. You got to treat it like it's its own, like like it's, it's it's the first season, you know. Like, oh, this is a different show, maybe. But I can't look at the dude's face and feel good. <laughs> like, it's just I'm I'm nowhere I near get that bored looking at him. Like I'm I'm nowhere near that uh, like prejudiced against him. It's it's not it's not it's not a prejudice. It's just a well, it's a, it's a negative association. Yeah, but I, I that I, I can't completely a synonym for prejudice. Uh, it's. <laughs> No, no, it's not. <laughs> You're pre-judgment. No, it's no, it's Pavlovian. I, That's what it I, is. I get it's that. Like, I get that. It's not active uh, judgment. It's it's like a a thing your brain can't help but do. But yeah, no. It. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I I don't have like I didn't. Iron Fist was not my favorite at all. But I didn't have that many feelings about it. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. When I've seen him recently and been a little more excited. I didn't feel like I was fighting it like to get uphill or anything. I, I, I just was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of fun. Okay. And then I have seen the, the iron fist two trailers and, and thought, well, okay, shit, let's try it. All right. I mean, someone told me that, uh, I pretty much lost hope in watching in humans because someone told me it was worse than iron fist. And I went, it's terrible. <sighs> <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what they were thinking releasing that in IMAX. It didn't look that good. It wasn't that good enough a story. Like, I, I don't know what their plan was. I think you should probably just cut off the part of the sentence where you said in IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, overdub the, the word theory over IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't... Just, or, just. I, I don't know what I they were thinking. They thought they should release that, that in general. Yeah, there you go. Right. That's it. <laughs> like just looking at the trailers, I was like, "Oh, what no. is this? This looks worse than the last like fifteen seasons of Power Rangers." This is awful looking. I, it was. It 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 was bad. It really was. Like there there were parts of it that were. There were parts of it that were salvageable, but oh dear God, no! It was it was overall just worthless <laughs> brought to you in humans brought to you by 1997's warner brothers creative team yeah oh god with 40 million dollars worth of budget 
that they didn't have at the time. Also, did we mention the cocaine? <laughs> but we have a, do- a giant dog with a tuning fork coming out of his head. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there was uh, so much more Marvel could have been doing at the time. And they were. Like, the gifted... I enjoyed the shit out of the gift. Yeah? Yeah. Cloak and Dagger, fantastic. Runaways, no. No good. No good. I liked Runaways, okay. Hated it. It's so weird. It's so weird to me that you hated that. I mean, it wasn't like... I don't know. It wasn't on par with a lot of the Netflix stuff, but... Or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or really anything else, but... I I thought I did think it was better... I did think it was better than Iron Fist, for sure. I don't know. Uh, Here's the one scene I remember really hating was like okay the, like the one of the last moments and the the big climax with uh you know the the kids and the parents that was freaking weird stupid I, yes it was that was awkward in like a mm-hmm. maybe we should have done this differently kind of way like maybe they edited it in a way that that was the best they could do kind of thing i don't know it it, it didn't hit i'm sure about that but the thing that really messed me up about runaways is like one of the last mm-hmm. scenes or if, if not the last scene is well, let's all actually run away through the streets of a busy city in the middle of the day with a freaking velociraptor at our tail. Yeah. Like, no one's going to notice that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you, man. That was dumb. That whole last episode was dumb. It was one of those where, like, I got to the... to. Uh, I'd been annoyed before, and then that was the, like, oh, god damn it, kind of moment, you know? Mm-hmm. It was weird. There are those. Anyway. I'll get to all things eventually. I got some better call saw to get through before I get back to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've, I had a lengthy conversation with uh, with Ray Flightcast and uh, over on Twitter. And um, you know, I think we can all agree that uh, the Marvel TV shows aren't connected so much that I have to watch them to enjoy the movies at this point. So uh, yeah, yeah, I don't feel necessarily uh, compelled. To go watch those right now. And, you know, just my luck, I'll get to Avengers 4 and there's Jessica Jones and Daredevil and all those cats. And I'll be like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I really do hope, but no. Nah. I don't expect. Like, I don't see a reason they couldn't do, like, a Daredevil Spider-Man team up and just sort of, like, briefly, like, oh, cool, I was bitten by a radioactive spider. What? What's your deal? Uh, radioactive isotopes and I'm blind. Oh! Cool! Cool, let's go fight Kingpin. <laughs> awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. But then, like, you also have, like, a rich tapestry of story for Daredevil if you want to, like, pop over to Netflix. Yeah. They could do that kind of thing. I think it'd be fun to see Luke Cage uh, audition to be an Avenger for a minute. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even be an Avenger. Like, I wouldn't. That would be awesome. I don't think it would take away from his show. I mean, no. It might make his price tag go up. It would do that. I, honestly, but, I think a you know. lot of what's holding it back is contracts. Mm-hmm. Also, it'd be fun to see like Luke Cage audition. Like, hey, what, uh, what do you, what do you got? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm impenetrable. I, um, and uh, uh, bullets fly off me. I, uh, I just spend a lot of money on Carhartt uh, pullovers. That's really the worst thing. That's why I need this job at this point is to justify my clothing. But not as much as I spend on new beds. New beds are a problem. New beds are a real problem for me. Um. Anyway, I need I, I, I do kind of need some side income. Are you looking for an Avenger? Uh. Well, we're fighting Thanos right now. How hard does he hit? Uh, feels like a planet hitting you in the side of the cheek. Oh no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Shotgun. Shotgun will take me out for a couple of days. I think I'm gonna pass. Appreciate, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm impenetrable. It wasn't but a... Concussions are still kind of a bitch for me. So uh, I'm gonna pass. It was not a normal shotgun, was it? Wasn't it one of those special, like, military-grade missiles? Yes. Yeah. I mean, so... Yeah. I don't know. He's got at least as good of a chance as Hawkeye. <laughs> he could at least work from a distance. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, most of the Chitauri would be, like, taken like, down I wanna, pretty quickly. I kind of want to see Thanos taken out by, like, the power gem on the end of an arrow, and just Hawkeye goes, no, I got this. <laughs> That's a good point. I could deal with that. Just done. All right, we're not even talking about DC anymore. We're talking about Marvel pretty, pretty, pretty hard, <laughs> pretty hard, <laughs> pretty ardently. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna take off for the week. I think uh, I don't know if you thought we missed something important and you want want us to talk about it. Uh, let us know as always. 
come hang come hang out with us in the facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash dc on screen podcast you don't even you don't you don't get to just talk to us you get to talk to other people even though a lot of people don't want to do that there's it's weird but come talk to the people the people who listen just like you it's okay it's not um, illegal <laughs> anymore it's, you can talk to people it should now. be um you are only allowed 44 ounces of people of conversation with other listeners oh that's right God. yeah all right luckily luckily it that's still hard to actually like calculate so you'll be fine you find no. the red what inspector, would you refer to it as find the red inspector that's the major thing can we refer to it as a hashtag bar <laughs> the hashtag bar <laughs> Uh, voicemail 205-259-6331 to leave us a voicemail. And, of course, DC on screen at gmail.com to leave us a, uh email. You know, one of those electronic mails you hear about these days in this shiny modern era. Yeah, they're still out there. And we're on Twitter at DC on screen, Instagram at DC on screen. We're around, dude. We're all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to get my throat better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, get your throat, dude. I'm going to get my throat did. Mm-hmm. That sounds so dirty, though. It does. <laughs> it's like you said that like you were a 12-year-old kid. It does. Yeah. <laughs> I mostly wanted to hear you say it, and then it was, it was worth it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.